Good morning, everybody. We've got a mostly lower trade in the grain markets here on Thursday morning. As of the 7.45 pause in trading, May corn futures down four cents at 3.81. May soybeans down five at 9.02 and a quarter. May Chicago wheat down one and a half at 5.16 and three quarters. May Kansas City wheat down three quarters of a cent at 4.52 and a half. May spring wheat up a half cent at 5.29 and three quarters. USDA released its weekly export sales report here. About 20 minutes ago, uh, corn sales not terrible. 769, another 100,000 for next year. Uh, soybean sales were not good, 345,000, and uh, next to nothing for next year. Wheat sales okay at 542. China bought 110,000 metric tons of U.S. sorghum in a flash sale yesterday. That's the first flash sale of sorghum in recent memory for me, at least. China was the largest buyer of U.S. sorghum in a recent weekly. Uh, export sales report and appears to be ramping up purchases. This is the first 100,000 metric ton plus purchase of any U.S. ag commodity from China since the phase one trade deal was signed in mid-January. So I guess you could make the argument that maybe the buying has begun. Uh, Chinese sorghum or Chinese sorghum purchases from the U.S. are up like 600% versus the same period last year, but we're basically back to to pre-trade war levels. We're pretty close to where we were in, in 2017. So is this a sign that China's finally beginning a buying spree? Um, I don't know, but uh, it certainly is not a, a bad thing or bad news by any means. Now, on that same note, USDA Chief Sonny Perdue said yesterday that China would begin buying U.S. soybeans in late spring and summer. Uh, this is the quote. This time of year, they buy soybeans from Brazil. We think they'll come into the market in late spring and summer to fulfill the commitments. That's what Purdue said in front of Congress. So these purchases of soybeans that he's talking about would likely be new crop soybeans um, from the U.S. I don't think they're going to buy very much in regard to old crop because of the situation in Brazil. Brazil, of course, has a record crop on the way. They've got a big currency advantage. They've got a freight advantage to China. There's no reason for China to buy U.S. beans at this point in time when they can buy the Brazilian crop much cheaper. So I think it's unlikely that you see a whole lot in regard to old crop purchases. New crop purchases uh, would not be surprising. And in, in fact, I think you probably see a little bit more of that. The Trump administration is likely to scale back biofuel exemptions for oil refiners. This is a great uh, thing or, or could be potentially a great thing for corn growers and for the ethanol lobby. These biofuel waivers, of course, have been a big story. They've resulted in reduced demand for ethanol and other biofuels. So they, they've been a big negative for corn growers, for corn prices, for ethanol demand. Um, the administration is also considering at the same time a cap or a restriction on RIN prices, which would keep costs down for oil refiners. I don't know exactly how they would go about doing that. These are all kind of rumors and, and just talk at this point. But I think we've got the possibility of a very drastic shift in this waiver program, which has been a big problem for corn growers. So this could be this could be a big deal, certainly. A higher soybean tax in Argentina may hinder production in the future. So Argentina, the the Argentina, the, the country of Argentina, the government is essentially insolvent at this point, and they're attempting to regain solvency. They've got to basically revamp a hundred billion dollars in unsustainable debt, according to the president. So what they're doing is increasing taxes across the board on a lot of things, but the export tax on soybeans and soybean products will rise to 33% from 30% previously. So it was already a high tax. And the analysts that were quoted in, in this particular article believe that this will result in less acreage next year and uh, less output. And uh, it's going to put some farmers out of business potentially. So um, if that's the case, I, I suppose that could be 
a positive bigger picture for the soybean market, but I, I don't know if I'd read too much into it right now. Uh, USDA will release a monthly crop production and WASD report on Tuesday morning. Now, this March report is typically not a big market mover. What we're really looking forward to is the March 31st prospective plantings report, which also includes quarterly grain stocks. That's the much bigger report. But we do have a report coming out on Tuesday, and uh, you never know. There's always the potential for a surprise. But um, the bigger report, of course, is at the end of the month. The corn market has rallied sharply. I know we're lower here this morning, but from last week's lows to yesterday's high, the nearby May contract rallied a good 20 cents per bushel. I think you've got two things going on here. Uh, I, I talked a lot about March basis contracts. They were all priced to roll last week. And as I've discussed at length previously, the corn market often posts spike lows around these delivery periods. And I think that's what we just saw. There's also some chatter circulating regarding potential Chinese purchases of U.S. corn. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we saw a flash sale of corn to China here in the next few days. The uh, news tends to follow the market, and the market is acting like something's going on here. And I hope that's it. I hope that's it. I don't know that for sure, but that wouldn't surprise me. There's very little carry in the corn market. Um, there's actually no carry from March to May, and then you've got next to nothing from from May to July, and, and you're inverted to September. So this is a very odd setup for what we're told is a well-supplied market for what is a bear market. This is not a normal situation. The textbooks tell us that um, when you've got a market with strong basis and strong spreads, it's often followed by stronger futures prices. Time will tell if that is indeed the case. Soybean market rallied up to um, the February highs and then backed off a little bit overnight. Um, so we've, we'd like to see this make contract above 910. Wheat futures have backed off. The funds are still long. If this coronavirus issue uh, continues and you continue to see jitters in outside markets, the funds are not going to want anything to do with that long position in the wheat market. So I think there's still potential for liquidation there. Cattle futures finished higher yesterday. No cash trade yet this week. Ahead of the cash open, the Dow's down 560 points. Bonds up almost a full handle. U.S. dollars lower. Crude oil down 20 cents at 46.58 in the April WTI. Gold's up 12 bucks. If you'd like some more information, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan, check out my subscription service. If you are seeking a way to improve your grain marketing this year, uh, buy that subscription for $49 a month. You can cancel it at any time, and uh, you'll know when and how I'm marketing grain throughout the year. Everyone have a great day. I'll talk to you Friday.